and he gets to Lord Summerall's house and is told his lordship is expecting you. See, I need a title like that. How do Lord I get Summerall. That? No, no, I want um, people to refer to me. I want people to refer oh, to his me as lordship. As, right, right. Um, either that or either that or warlord is what I'm looking for. Warlord. Hey, peeps, this is the Scary Movie Project, the podcast where we talk about scary movies, share our perspectives as filmmakers, and sacrifice virgins to our spoilery spoilers. I'm Tara. Hello, I am Matt. And since we're talking about scary movies on this program, um, I just wanted to maybe mention Flesh to Touch, Flesh to Burn. Don't keep the Wicker Man waiting in the. No, do not. Gave you the title. 19, 1973. Does, do we call this a folk horror movie? Is that I right? 1975, I thought. 73, I'm pretty sure. No. 73, 75, before I was born. So, you know, anything that happened before then doesn't count, right? So. Um, oh, you know <laughs> what? You know what? 73 and then 74 in the USA. Okay. Because it is a British, well, Scottish shot in Scotland, I believe. You know who had the um, wrong year? Mm. Was that me? Me? No, no, me. But it was because it was um, it was on um, when I watched it on Amazon Prime. They said oh, 1975. Really? Okay, well, thanks, Prime. Yeah, well, you know what are you gonna do? But anyway, <laughs> um, it's really good, and I've seen it like four times now. I think I don't even know how many times I've seen this movie. It's so good. We'll be very clear as we do a lot of these episodes. We are not discussing the 2006 remake or whatever it was. Yeah, we're not. Not the remake no. with Nick Cage. We love Nicolas Cage. I think he's great, but I have no desire to watch this remake, and I never will. So. Um, I have seen it. Is it poopy? It is not good. so far superior to the original that... I just no, I can't even joke yeah. about that. It's I, 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 <laughs> you could have gone off for ten minutes, and I would never have believed you. So it doesn't really matter. Yeah, but. I can't even. I can't even play it off. That no, now, is... I mean it's 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 weird. So it's weird because they. Well, okay, we'll talk about it after. But there's there's one big difference between this movie and the remake that I think is interesting. So okay. we'll talk about it after. Um. There is a movie called The Wicker Tree. Do you know about this, though? Uh, I know that it was written. Was it made? So it's what they call a spiritual sequel, where it's like okay. the, uh, the ideas and the, uh, the, the, like the, the genre of it are, are kind of similar, I guess. I, I haven't, no, it's a well, movie, I yeah. think director, I, I haven't seen it, though. The director was it. Robin Harvey of this, and I think he wrote The Wicker Tree. But this wasn't made until... Wicker Tree was made maybe 15 years ago. It's it's made in the 2000s, I believe. Okay, but I think so, I think he wrote the Wicker Tree. Okay, I I, I would like to watch it now. I now um, that we're talking about but it, there's again, also I would like another sequel that we'll talk about later that didn't get made. Mm, okay, so right. yeah, this movie, this movie to use, you know, this movie rocks. Um, I love it. I think it's great. Oh, it's so good. It's so yeah, good. I love it. it and is. and you know, I can't help but kind of root for the pagans. Oh, I want to live there. What are you talking <laughs> I'm like, about? Like, uh, you know, I don't love that they're like, yeah, sacrificing, but like, they're really cool. Hey, you got to do what you. you <laughs> and got, they have a lot you of fun. Get your, you got to get your crops in order, right? Come on now. Definitely. Um, yep. Okay, so as we mentioned, I'd this like, was 
Oh, I'd like to li- I'd like to live in Summer Isle. Yes. Yes. Well, if I would like to live in Summer Isle when Summer Isle is not experiencing poor crops. Yeah. Okay. Good point. <laughs> when the crops are good. Good point. All right. I'll buy that. I'll so, go with that. As we mentioned, uh, Robin Hardy directed this. Uh, it was written by Anthony Schaefer and loosely based on the novel Ritual from 1967 by David Pinner, okay. um, which is funny because Pinner says that he um, did intend to create a screenplay for the film, like for a film, but then he decided to make it a novel instead. And then they made a screenplay based on the novel. So, okay. um also interesting, uh, the screenwriter, Anthony Schaefer, he wanted this to be a, a more literate movie than horror okay. movies usually are and something with not very much violence or gore. Um, he said he was tired okay, yeah. of seeing horror movies that relied almost entirely on yeah. that to be scary. And and so sure, he really like narrowed in on the idea when he came upon the, the concept of sacrifice. Yeah. Um, so that's how he kind of like came up with the idea. Well, it's a great idea because it's awesome. So we'll just dive in here. Um, it opens with a quote. Well, a, a black screen with white text. The producer would like to thank the Lord Summer Isle and the people of his island off the west coast of Scotland for this privileged insight into their religious practices and for their generous and for their generous cooperation in the making of this film um which is interesting to me because it's very it must be a very early example of a horror film that is sort of that like like um faux documentary style okay yeah a little bit so i mean it's not the film itself is not is not done like a documentary but this opening seems to indicate that there's a doc film a documentary film crew making this. Yeah, sure. You know, so I thought that was very interesting or or that they're trying to make it seem like it's like they got the information from them and used it for the film and that it's all real. It gives you that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I got Yeah. You. Um so a puddle jumper after that a puddle jumper takes off from the water, a um an amphibious plane if you will. Amphibious Puddle jumper. I like puddle jumper. I like that. That'll work. Um, it Go takes off the water from the water. And as it flies over islands and cliffs and fields of tr- and trees, we hear this woman singing a folk song and then a man singing like a more modern folk song. And according to the director, uh, although this movie was mostly filmed in Scotland, these aerial shots here were done in South Africa. Oh, okay. Very because cool. it was filmed in Scotland in the winter, like mm. I think like November, December, and they didn't have the budget to like make the trees, like fake the trees up so you for that big shot. Something cool. Well, go ahead. I'll get to that. In a second. Well, I guess it makes sense now. Um, what I liked is it's, it, well, it's interesting, I guess, is um, if you look at some of those scenes there, they have palm trees. And I had wondered, does Scotland have, but I, they do on the west coast of it, because huh. they're getting, I guess, a tropical breeze that's warmer, I guess. They have palm trees there. How about that? Interesting. Although these yeah. palm trees may have been in South Africa, so. Okay, so that's, the, that's what I meant. That's a good point. That may have been shot there. But 
Um, Scotland does have palm trees. So just in case, that's I, that's so I wild. To know. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right. Yeah. I had so. no idea. That's so interesting. Yeah. Um, so our, our main character lands at an Island that has a sun on a flag that's flying over the Harbor. And, uh, the men at the Harbor Masters won't Harbor send Master. out a dinghy to take him in. Right. So he tells them he's a police officer. He is, as we will discover, he is Sergeant Howie, played by That's Edward right. Woodward. Yep. Um, and so they won't send out a dinghy. So he tells him he's a police officer and he's there on the matter of a missing girl. So they row him in and the boat has like an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Now this boat... <laughs> was not actually made for the movie. It yeah. actually belonged to a resident of the town that they were shooting in, Plockton. Okay. And yeah. the producers saw it and just were like, that'll work. <laughs> Why not? And um, apparently it was still around until 2004 when it was destroyed in a storm. Hmm. That boat should have been hidden away somewhere and kept forever. Yeah. Um, apparently, well, apparently the... The legs of the Wicker Man were around for a really long time until someone came right? and stole them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, but so he shows a photo of a, this young girl who he's mentioned, Rowan Morrison. Uh, uh, Rowan Morrison. I right. There you go. <laughs> I am looking for Rowan Morrison. Rowan Morrison. I can't do it. I can't roll my R's really. You got to roll the R. Rowan I can't. Morrison. R- R- not, Rowan, wow, you Ro- are not good Ro- at that. I can't. I can't roll my R's. Not related. To I can Jim do Morrison. the like. I can do the tongue in a, in a I U thing. But you but can't I can't roll, roll my R's. R's. Okay, well, I'm um, sorry to hear that. I know it's really sad. I've tried for many many years and I can't do it. We'll fix it. I can't whistle right either. <laughs> nope. Ooh. That's got to be so annoying to anyone listening right now. So I can whistle. No, it's no annoying just the whistling, hearing the whistling. Annoying, what's annoying is that they, they, they're sad that you can't whistle. That's what's that's what's sad. It's pretty sad. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm really well, bad at well, it. Rowan Morrison is not related to Jim Morrison, if you were wondering. No, because Rowan Morrison is a fictional character. Yes. Or is she? Or is she? <laughs> or, or as the film might have you believe, or is she? Is she? Yes, anyway. So he shows around the photo of Rowan Morrison to all these men, and they all say she's not from there. And he tells them he got an anonymous letter saying that she had disappeared several months ago. Then they admit that, oh, yeah, the mother, May Morrison, lives here, but that's not May's daughter, though. May Morrison. Um. So these, like, maybe, like, six or so of the fishermen in the harbor were actually played by locals from Plockton? I would think so. Why not? So, and one of them was the owner of the of the boat with the eye on it. Okay, cool. So, they yeah, they actually pulled some locals in for little roles. Yeah. Why not? That's cool. Um, so Sergeant Howie now is walking through the town, and people are coming out and looking at him. And he goes into, like, a candy store. He definitely sticks out. Oh, yeah. He definitely stands out. I mean, everybody's like very casual and he's in his, you know, his policeman uniform. And he's he's, being all straight laced. He's he's very serious. He's there on business. Yeah. Yeah, He's 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 got his business socks on. Yes. Um, Which is not really what that means. But I don't know why I just felt like saying it. We know Um, what you mean. (laughs) 
So he goes into this candy store and they've got like a cake that's like an ancient goddess figure, like figure in the cake is the cake. And then they have chocolate, not rabbits, but March hares. Mm -hmm. And he talks to May, who says that's not her daughter. And she shows him her daughter, Myrtle. Yep. And um, so Sergeant Howie asks Myrtle if she knows Rowan and she tells him, oh, Rowan runs in the fields all day now. She's and she's a hare. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's like, okay, suspicious. Right. So he goes to the Green Man Inn and uh, asks the landlord for a room and supper. And the landlord's daughter, Willow, played by Britt Eklund, um, she comes out from the back. And then all the men sing a song, a, a raunchy sort of song about the landlord's uh, daughter. Uh, yes, that was a great, uh, great tune. Just that um, one of those tunes. You have a beer in your hand, you just swing it like yes, back and forth. Yes, and... you have to swing the beer back and forth <laughs> while you sing it. It's like a requirement. Um, you're not allowed summer. to sing it, in fact, unless you have a beer in hand, preferably probably, in a mug. You probably should have had like four or five to that point also when you start to sing it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You should definitely have had some already. So they're singing about the landlord's daughter and Sergeant Howie gets all like frustrated and he bangs an ashtray on the table and tells them all about his official business. He's like a total stick in the mud, right? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. He yeah. is he is so boring. Um yeah. he's a jerk. And then they show the all these pictures on the wall of all the harvest queens with the harvest, but last year's is missing. Right. So he gets his dinner, Willow brings it to him and like brings it to him in a like private dining room and he complains that the food's out of a can. Yep, yep. And Willow's all like saucy about it. Yeah. Um, and then he goes outside and there's just all these couples having sex. Yes, like just outside on the ground, just doing it. Why and not? he is completely aghast. Right. And at this point, you're like, this dude sucks. Like, what is this guy's problem? He's like, yeah, he's not fun. Yeah. I mean, although also to be fair, you're like, wow, they're just having sex outside. Okay. I mean, whatever. But yeah, like, he, he like he doesn't want anyone singing. He doesn't want anybody having sex. Like, dude, what's up with you, man? Yeah, he's he's a killjoy. Yes, he is. So you can tell whose side we're on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so he he um goes into the graveyard and there's a naked woman crying over a gravestone as he I think he just passes by it in this case. And he goes back to the inn and he gets his room key and heads up to bed. And he has this memory of like communion speaking at church for communion and um which is like the only flashback sort of memory we get um it's a little out of place i think with the rest of the movie but i get yeah. what they're saying they're trying to show right. that he is a a very staunch christian a devout a um, devout yes yes yeah very devout in his christianity that's right. um so he goes to bed and Willow lays in her bed and she, her room is like right next to his and she lays in bed naked and she's singing a song and like knocking on the wall between her room and Sergeant Howie's and he sits up in bed and then he goes to the door and he starts to open it, but he slams it shut and she's singing and dancing and he leans against the wall sweating and her song ends and he goes to sleep. <laughs> Yep. So it's very, very tempted, very tempted. Um, and supposedly, okay, so 
Here's a little here's a little trivia I found that I was like, I don't know. Okay. Um, supposedly, Rod Stewart tried to block the release of the movie because he was dating Britt Eklund at the time and she appeared really? naked in it. Okay. But she also apparently had a body double for everything except the waist up shots because she was pregnant. Okay. But she claims that she didn't know she was pregnant yet and she just didn't want them to show her bottom and that she was actually upset to learn that they had used a body double for fully nude shots. So I don't really know what's true there, but these are all that's these a, are all little trivia of, things that I've heard. That's a lot that of I found information about it. Right, right there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So she also claims, here's some more information. She also claims that she was dubbed and didn't want to be. Um, she says, I did a Scottish accent and they didn't like it. So they brought Annie Ross into the studio and she dubbed my voice. It's the only time in my career that I've not used my voice. But hmm. but the editor says that he and the sound man, that neither one of them dubbed anything other than the song. So okay. she says all of her all of her speaking was dubbed. And they're wow. like, no, we just did a song. Just the singing. So, so again, she a, <laughs> yeah, she had an interesting experience on this making this movie, huh? Yeah. She, well, apparently she wouldn't talk about it for like years. And to wow. this day, I get or to I don't I don't know if she's still alive. I don't know. This movie was made an awful long time ago. So, yeah. But so she people would for years and years and years, at least people would bring her the pictures of the full nude pictures. And she would say, I'm not signing that. That isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, funny. Yeah, so she she had some some experiences on this movie. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, wow. Well, while we're on this part, okay, um, I wasn't going to do this one, but this one's pretty fun. Okay. Um, so apparently, they found a stripper to do last minute to do the full nude the full nudity because she wouldn't. So. It was like a, lo a local woman, okay. and they promised that she would be back at work the next day. And uh, and the director says that he found out two weeks later that she was still hanging around the set and partying with the crew. Yes. So, yeah. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of... Um, drama surrounding willow in this movie Sa yeah i mean certainly sings that way wow okay let's oh yeah there's a lot of drama um so in the morning willow brings uh sergeant howie breakfast in his room and she says you know oh i thought you were going to come see me last night but he tells her you know he of course no he's engaged right. um and she tells him that then she should go back you know he should go back today because he doesn't want to be here on may day she says not the way you feel. Mm, that's right. So now he's walking around again and he sees a man with a bunch of children and they're singing and dancing around the maypole. And then he goes to the girls' school and they're banging on their desks in time to the music. And the teacher, Miss Rose, played by Diane Salento, um, she was in Tom Jones, by the way, with a young Albert Finney, which is a great movie. Um, Not... The Tom Jones that we all think of, though, um, of the singer, though, correct? No, 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 no. This is no. This is a very <laughs> old movie to be about a. <laughs> it's about a um, a young. I think he's a bast, the bastard of a nobleman, and he's like very much a rake, 
And mm. I think it's a, it's a silent film. Yeah, it's a silent film. And he's very much a rake. And it's just very funny. It's very, like, okay. silly and funny. Um, I like both. So she asked the students, can anybody tell me what the maypole represents? And they're all... Ooh, ooh, I know, a phallic <laughs> symbol. <laughs> yeah, right? Right? And Sergeant Howie gets really upset about what she's yeah, teaching. He doesn't like because that. Because, of course. He and he shows, like that. yeah, so he shows the photo to the girls in class. And I love this. He, they have like some pagan lessons like written up on the chalkboard, and he erases like half of it to write the girl's yeah, name he on just the chalkboard. Goes on the chalkboard and just white, erases everything on it. Yeah, just, wipe, just, just wipes her shit just, off. Yeah. I'm just going to uh, wipe this off because I don't care. This is, you know, yeah. Yeah, he's very, very um, just rude. <laughs> he's very no, he's rude. Very, he's very rude. He's incredibly and dismissive. rude. He's very dismissive of them. Um, yeah, he does so care. he writes her name on the chalkboard and he's showing the thing around. And the girls, he opens, He there's an empty desk. And he's like, well, who sits here? And the teacher's like, nobody. And he opens the desk because it's one of those ones with the like lift up. Yeah, the old lift desk up that opens lid. Up. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's inside it, there's a little beetle that's tied to a string on a nail so sure that it is. has to walk. It can only walk around in circles. Yep. And one of the girls is like, is like, he has to walk in circles. Oh, God, that's the wrong accent. But she's like, he has to walk in circles. And she like tells him about it explains the whole thing to him and how he gets like stuck at stuck against mm -hmm. the nail at the end right um so he insists on seeing the attendance book and he finds rowan's name in there and he calls all of them liars yeah you're all liars yeah and then he yeah he he also yells at the girl for tying up the bug and he you know, yes, gives her a whole yes. bunch of crap for that yeah he's not happy about that no um and the girls in the classroom actually, so they're supposed to be like about 12 years old. But the girl who played, I think it's Daisy is the one who says about the, about the, um, beetle. She was actually 21. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Jeez, so that's hold. She looked young. I wouldn't uh, yeah. have guessed. No, I know. But wow. That's, that's pretty I wouldn't have guessed. She looked really young. Wow. Um, so the teachers take Sergeant Howie outside, um, Miss Rose takes Sergeant Howie outside and tells him, we didn't lie about Rowan. She's returned to the life force in another form. <laughs> and he's like, well, she's dead. And she's like, we don't use that word here. The word dead. Right. <laughs> we don't use that word. They don't like that. So he asks her if the body is in the churchyard. And she says, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> sort of. And explains that. Well, the building attached to it isn't used for Christian rites anymore. So she's not really sure it's a churchyard. <laughs> so he goes to the old church and he sees a woman there outside who's breastfeeding a baby and she's holding an egg in one of her hands. This was apparently based on like some sort of fertility ritual um, so that she could have another baby, supposedly. Okay. Um, so he... <laughs> He's, again, upset, and he takes a couple sticks, and he makes a makeshift cross, and he lays it on a grave. Right. And many years after this, he said he went back to some of those locations where they had shot the film, and he says that he found the makeshift cross again. Very like, cool. Like, still there. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. He says it was still where he left it, so... 
it sounds a little unlikely, but I mean, I was going to say maybe. maybe. Yeah, I don't know if it's a place that is a small little village or a town that nobody you know goes into a cemetery. Or, I don't know. It could be. Well, yeah, but I'm thinking one big storm and it's out. I mean, yeah, it would probably just like, blow away pretty, pretty one easily. One storm and it's gone, right? You would, you would certainly think so, right? Yeah. yeah. So anyways, he says he found it there again. Um, and the cemetery caretaker is like, so there, he's in the cemetery now. The caretaker, like, there are trees on all the graves. And so he's bringing, he's got the little rowan tree. And he says, you know, it's it's a rowan tree. And he says, well, who's it for? It's for Rowan Morrison. Well, it's for Rowan, of course. Of course. Um, and, you know, that's when he finds out, yes, she's been dead for several months and they've hung her umbilical cord on her tree. Yeah, she's like, that. well, what else would you do with it or something right. like that? Yeah, I mean, come on. So this is, as I was mentioning before, they, they filmed the opening in South Africa. Okay. So for these, for all the trees in the scenes here, um, they had to bring in a bunch of trees on trucks and mm. they had to glue blossoms on them. How many like fake movies, leaves and things. How many movies do you hear about where this has happened? Where you need, they never are able to film at the right time of year and they've always got to do something like this. It, yeah. I hear about it all the time. Yeah. yeah it's, it's wild to think about. It just happens all the time. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. Um, so Ed, Ed Woodward said, um, that he remembers like that they were bringing the trees on, on the back of the truck. And he said, he'd never seen anything like it. He just remembers watching that, like watching them all come in on the truck. That's pretty heavy. I, yeah. It'd be cool to watch. Right. Yeah. So Sergeant Howie goes back to the candy shop and May is making her daughter Myrtle put a frog in her mouth to get rid of sure her sore is. throat. Yep. Which, you Which know, I, I have heard is an old wives tale. I have not done this, but maybe I will next time. Yeah. And, you know, and she's like, and she puts him in his little like terrarium or whatever. And she's like, there, now he's got your sore throat. Right. I mean, if it was that easy, my goodness, I got to start doing this, right? Yeah, right. Seriously. I don't know. Not so much. Maybe Thanks. with the psychotropic frog. Uh, yeah. That might maybe. be fun. That, that would make would you feel an... better for sure. Yeah, that's probably like, pretty I accurate. I feel great. For a limited amount of time. So they they do the frog in the mouth thing for the sore throat, and Sergeant Moore, um, Sergeant uh, Howie declares they're all mad. You're all crazy. <laughs> You're all crazy. No, of course I don't want to listen to you. You're all mad. <laughs> You're all mad. So he goes to the registrar's office and asks to see their index of death. And the librarian, played by Ingrid Pitt, um, who was a scream queen and was also in Doctor Who from 1972 to 1984. Interesting. Okay. Right. Interesting. So she tells him that he needs authority. And he's like, well, and I, he, you know, I'm the and, police. I have authority. And he acts like a jerk again. And basically right. just tell, she says, right, no. What is it? If, if you want to end up in jail or something, you'll, you'll, you'll tell me. Um, yeah. And she says, no, you need authority from Lord like, Summer Isle. So that's nice. when he tells her he'll put her in jail. So she yeah. gives him the book and well, she says that she knew Rowan. And she says she knew Rowan and she confirms the photo is her. Okay, right. So then he goes to see the chemist slash photographer. Yes. Um, and asks for last year's Harvest Queen photo. Yep. And um, the guy is like, I don't keep, I don't keep them. 
Like it's yeah. too bad oh, it got oh negative. Oh, I don't got keep, broke. I don't yeah. keep negatives. Oh, I don't keep copies or negatives because why would you want to keep that stuff? Right. What <laughs> photographer has ever gotten rid of their negatives on purpose? I mean, not even a photographer. Not just a, a person who you know. Remember when back in the day when you get your photos developed and they give you the negatives like yeah, the doubles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got rid of that stuff. Yeah. True. Oh. So Lord. he goes outside, and now he sees. A bunch of naked women singing about making a baby grow inside you or something and dancing and leaping over a fire pit. I mean, that sounds like a good time to me. In like, a, I think they're in like a, a stone circle. Yeah. Um, and he gets to Lord Summerall's house and is told his lordship is expecting you. I see. I need a title like that. How do Lord I get Summerall. That? No, no. I don't um, want people to refer to me. I want people to refer oh, to his me as, lordship. As, right. Right. Um, either that or either that or warlord is what I'm looking for. Warlord, I like lordship I'll take, better. Okay, I'll take I'll I'll take either one. Quite frankly, it really doesn't matter. Go with his lordship. But, I would I would right. yeah, I like that better. I start trying to get that happening soon. So if anyone out there has any suggestions, let me know. Um, if anybody knows of any you know royal ladies who need a a husband, he's a available. Yeah. So if it means I can be called Lordship, let's let's do it. He's in. He's all yeah, in. I'm all in. Um, so he tells Lord Summerisle he found the girl dead and um, needs his just the Lord Summerisle's Justice of Peace authority. Lord Summerisle played by Justice of the Peace. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, Lord Summerisle played by Christopher Lee. He's the man, um, which is sorry. I totally forgot to. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> to say that at this moment, his lordship is here. Lee, who, his lordship is here to to, to remind you. Tell us what Christopher Lee's in. Oh, I mean, he's in like eight Dracula movies, like everything. But I love him from uh, one of my favorite movies, Sleepy Hollow. He oh. plays the uh, the judge or whatever he is. But his voice is, and he was you know much older at the time when they made this. Mm -hmm. He was probably in his probably in his almost his eighties at the time when they did that. But I, just, I love that line from Sleepy Hollow when he tells him, you know. We're sending you to a place just north of the highlands about a day's journey from New York City. It's, it's a place called Sleepy, Sleepy Hollow. Hollow. And, have, have you, and he tells him, have you heard of it? Like, I love his voice. It's so great. And, of course, for you Star Wars people, he was he was Count uh, Dooku, right? Wasn't he in a couple of the Star Wars, right? Was he? Yeah. The that new I ones. don't know. Like, 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 oh, uh, I haven't seen most of the new ones. Like, um, um, what's the one they made? Um. The Force Awakens. No, 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 no. Sorry. Not those. The ones that came out in the early 2000s. Like Phantom Menace and, 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 oh, Revenge, of the, and Revenge of the Sith. I try I not he, to think about anything of them. Oh, no. Revenge of the Sith is one of the best Star Wars movies ever made. That movie's amazing. That That is the actual tragedy. You see the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker and the birth of Darth Vader. Like, that's it. It's, yeah. it's all there. Yeah. Right, we're, you know, we're, we're not gonna. We're, okay. we're not. We're not, we're not a sci-fi review not, yeah. review podcast. Well, so even if, if we, I mean, that takes too long. We're not gonna. But anyway, Christopher Lee is in two or three of those movies. So yeah. Okay. So so he tells Lord Summerall that he needs his Justice of the Peace authority to exhume uh, Rowan's body and take her body to the mainland for examination. And Lord Summerall um, is telling Howie Sergeant Howie about how the dancing women are learning are um learning about parthenogenesis which is having a baby without sexual union there you go okay and and of course sergeant howie thinks that's insane 
And oh, yeah. he says, well, here Doesn't on like summer, that. he says, you know, well, Mary did it. <laughs> Basically, he's like, Mother Mary did it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, and then he says, you know, here on Summer Isle, the old gods aren't dead. The Christian God had his chance and blew it, as he says. That's right. And then he tells Sergeant Howie that his grandfather founded the island to develop new strains of fruit and give the people back to their old gods so that right. the fruit would grow better. Um, and he says, I love this line. Um, Sergeant Howie says, he brought you up to be a pagan. Yeah. And, and Lord Summerall says, a heathen, surely, but hopefully not an unenlightened one. <laughs> it's like, you know, he, he gets all bent out of shape. Uh, yeah, he, he. I mean, yeah, he's he's a jerk. He, yeah. he has he has he has no respect for anyone else's beliefs or religions or anything. It, yeah, it's it's yeah. Anyway. Well, which I mean, if you know, this is this is the seventies when they're just sort of. There was still a very. A very uh, large portion of of England and I and I think the U.S. too that was that was still very very much straight laced and Christian religion and do the right you know, do the right thing based on your mm -hmm. Christianity and all that stuff. Sure. And, but there were starting to be these sort of rebellions against that, right? With hippies and things like that. Oh yeah. Heck so yeah. it's, it's a kind of interesting, a kind of interesting commentary on what was, what was, what the world was like at that time yeah. when the yeah. movie was made. Yep. Um, so he says, Sergeant Howie can exhume the body. And that evening, Sergeant Howie and the cemetery caretaker get the coffin out of its grave. And what do they find in it? A March hare. Sure do. So he goes back to Lord Summerisle's house and interrupts him singing with the women, which, again, is very rude. Yes. They were right in the middle of a song. He's a rude dude. And he insists that they tell him where Rowan Morrison is. <laughs> and again, another really good line. Lord Summerall says, I think that you are supposed to be the detective here. Yeah. And Sergeant Howie says he thinks Rowan was murdered by pagan barbarity. And tomorrow he'll return to the mainland and demand a full inquiry. Yes. And um, Lord Summerall tells him, well, perhaps it's just as well you won't be here tomorrow to be offended by our May Day celebration. Exactly. It's a good and, way to put it. You know, I can't help but think that it's kind of dumb for Sergeant Howie to keep announcing that he's going to get everybody in trouble. Yeah. Well, he, like, you killed her and I'm going to go to the mainland you know, and get you arrested. You kind of see where his story is. Heading. While it's I'm like, trapped yeah. on your Island with right. you. Right. He doesn't, you know what? He, his head is so far up his ass. He doesn't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah. He, he doesn't know. Uh, That's what's great. So, is that the, the audience knows what's happening. Well, sort of not really, but they know like something is like, you know, going to happen. Right, right. So Sergeant Howie now goes and sneaks into the chemists because it's nighttime now. And he looks through the boxes of, of uh, negatives, I guess. And he um, makes a print of last year's Harvest Queen photo. And it is Rowan. And there's hardly any produce. So he figures she must have been sacrificed. Mm -hmm. And then he's in the library and he's like reading about May Day and like the the traditions and that when in bad years, when the harvest is poor, they need a human sacrifice. Yep. So the harbor master then takes Sergeant Howie to his plane the next 
I guess the next day, unless the yeah. library is the next day and then it's the same day. Uh, yeah. Anyways, he takes the he takes Sergeant Howie to his plane in the dinghy, and these men in animal masks like pop up on shore watching them. I know, right? That was interesting. Because <laughs> now it's May Day, and um, the plane won't start, so he has to go back, get the dinghy to come back, and go to shore again. And um, the May Day celebration has now started, and Sergeant Howie chases this man in a horse costume through the streets. Mm-hmm. He follows him to this party where Lord Summerella gives a big speech. Um, and Sergeant Howie goes to May and tells her, you know, Rowan isn't dead. They're hiding her, and they're now going to murder her. And she tells him, you'll simply never understand the true nature of sacrifice. <laughs> So he goes by himself to search all the houses for Rowan. And there's one where a woman is having a bath and another one, a girl falls out of an armoire armoire, and then she gets up, laughs and runs away. She's all looking like looking like she's all bloody. Yeah, that was. Yeah, she's got like blood dripping out of her mouth and she just falls out of the armoire and he's like, (gasps) and she just goes and runs away. Some interesting people on this island. Yes. Um, So Sergeant Howie goes back to the inn and he gets a glass of whiskey, which is which is. Interesting because that first night when he got there, he had turned down any drinks. Well, he, he but now he he's like, I'll take a glass, a glass of whiskey. Yeah, now he wants a glass of whiskey. <laughs> and I'll be in my room sleeping. So then he goes to his room to lay down. And the innkeeper and his daughter sneak over and they're like outside the door and they light what they call the hand of glory next yeah. to his bed to make him sleep. And uh, when they leave, he knocks it over and then. And we see that it is actually a hand. It is a hand. With all four fingers and the thumb yeah. lit, like on fire. Yeah. Um, and so he goes out that and whacks. That is not what I want to, that is not what I want to see in a hotel room. No. 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 Unless it's like, if it was a, if it was a Wicker Man themed hotel room, oh, maybe. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I, I would live then in a I'm Wicker like, Man hotel Then I'm like, if you yeah. don't have it. You are falling down on the job, but otherwise, clean, I don't want to see it. Clean, clean sheets, free cable, hot breakfast, and you'll get and sacrificed. And a hand of glory. And a hand of glory, and we'll sacrifice you. Yeah. So yeah. he uh, he finds the innkeeper, and the innkeeper's getting into his costume, and he whacks him on the head and steals his yep. costume to wear. He's what the jester? No, he's, he's the fool. He's the, he's, the fool. he's punch. He's punch. The fool. The fool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a thing that was in he was reading about in the library yeah. where the fool Which, that's right is king for a day and yeah and so there's this whole thing and so mm-hmm. in the parade Lord Summerisle chastises Punch, which is Sergeant Howie although he thinks it's the innkeeper yep. for not capering Ma- enough. McGregor McGregor is that the name is that the guy's name? Right? I don't McGregor? remember what the innkeeper's name was. He's like dance. You're not dancing right, McGregor. Yeah, yeah you're not. Like you're that. not dancing enough. <laughs> um, so when the, he says, he says, uh, how many beers have you had, man? Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You've been drinking at your own bar. So yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when they get to the standing stones, uh, the young there's these young men with swords that were in the parade and they put them together like in a circle. That's pretty cool. With all the blades facing in and everyone goes goes through and has to like put their head in the middle and then duck out until somebody stops and gets chopped. Yep. Chop. And then Holly, which I think is the little girl who who also falls out of the armoire. 
Okay. Um, was it? Yeah, maybe it was. Yeah, rolls out, and she had had a false head on over her real head because she's short. Yep. And so that's what got chopped off. Um, so then they all offer ale to the god of the sea, and Rowan steps they bust out up of an the cave. entire keg and just roll this is true i should have mentioned this they had several kegs but they we only see them like chopping up in one he hits it with an axe and just rolls it into the ocean yeah and they rolled into the water and it like the water like foams up yeah with the beer yeah and then so they're they're by the by the water by the cliffs and rowan steps out of a cave and sergeant howie with like two men next door i think and and sergeant howie runs up to help her and she tells him, hurry, Mr. Police Officer, I don't like it here. You know what right. they're going to do. And right. and she's so – and at first you're like thinking when you hear this, you're like, God, they got a bad actress for this part. <laughs> but in a minute you realize. Right, yes. So yes. they run through the cave and they get out through a little hole where Lord Summer Isle, May, and a few other people are waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And Rowan runs to Lord Summer Isle and says, did I do it right? And he assures her that she did it perfectly. And you're like, all right, something bad's going to happen. Right. Then you're like, oh, the actress isn't a bad actress. The little kid is just not a great actor. No. (laughs) Like the character is not a great actor. But it worked. So he he says, uh, Lord Summerall says, you came here to find Rowan Morrison, but it is we who found you. Mm -hmm. And he says they've been driving his actions this whole time and they needed a sacrifice of the right kind of adult. Mm-hmm. And the best is you, Sergeant, are the right kind of you, adult. You, Sergeant, are the one. And, um, oh, so although Rowan, so Rowan was played by Jerry Cowper. Okay. But the photograph of Rowan is her twin sister, Jackie Cowper. Oh, interesting. And um, the photo that, that Sergeant Howie has. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about the photo of her as the May Queen, but the one that Sergeant Howie has is her is her twin sister. Okay. Um, and then during the chase through the caves, Jackie was in a couple of the shots instead of Jerry. Okay. And the caves were filmed in the Wookie or Wookie. I don't know how to say it. W O O K E Y Hole Caves. Sounds, sounds right to me. Wookie. Yeah, Wookie. The Wookie Hole Caves. Uh, which is a noted tourist attraction in Somerset. I'll I'll go. Let's go. So yeah, I I saw that and I was like, oh, I got to put that in because that sounds like a cool place to go. So if you're ever in Somerset, go check out the Wookie Hole Caves. Wookies. Um, so Sergeant Howie tries to leave, and they stop him and tell him, yeah, you know, he was the anywhere. fool and king for a day. Right. Now he'll go through death and rebirth, but the rebirth will not be his own, but that right. of their crops. That's right. And he says, you know, as a Christian, you may kill me now, but I'm the one who will be reborn. Right. And they anoint him with, I don't know what, something yellow paste. And and they put him in a white gown. And of course, he tells them how he tries to tell everybody that, um, you know, next year when the crops don't. Right. Um, it'll be that, it'll be you. It'll be, it'll be Lord Somerset. Yeah. And they're not they're not trying to hear that. Yeah. So. He's like, you're committing murder. This isn't going to help the crops. And next right. year. You know, it'll be you or it'll be Lord Somerset and, and, and he, you'll he be doing it to him. It. He even says, he's like, nope, I have no doubt in my mind that this will be, you know, the way that it works. So Yeah. And he's like, nope, yeah. it'll work. <laughs> he's not going to be, yeah, they're not going to kill him. So <laughs> so they take him to the wicker man and it's a huge wooden man. With- he's not 
he's not thrilled when he sees it. Can we, should we, no. should we, should we put it? Can we just say he's not? <laughs> no. So it's a huge was... wooden man, right? Let me describe it real quick. With a ladder yes, leading please. up to the belly. And there's a bunch of animals in other parts of it already. There's like a pig and a goat and some there's chickens. There's a pig, there's a and... goat, there's chicken. There's all sorts of stuff. And they're all, all like making stuff. noise and panicky. Um, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be happy. And they lock him into it. And um, Lord Summerall calls to the god of the sun, and they light the base of the wicker man on fire and sing a song as it burns. They just kind of dance around. And Sergeant Howie tries to sing like a Protestant song as the fire is climbing higher, and then he stops and he prays. And um, so according to Ingrid Pitt, the weather – the librarian, also Scream Queen. The weather was so cold that when they were shooting the final scene – Ed Woodward would warm his feet because he, you know, because he didn't have shoes on. Yeah, yeah. So he would keep his feet warm between her knees. And she would tell him, well, don't worry. They're going to burn you in a minute. Yeah, you're fine. Don't worry. Don't worry. They're going to burn you in a minute. You'll be fine. So, um, oh, and then so while we're talking about the Wicker Man, the concept of the Wicker Man derives from a single sentence in – in Julius Caesar's commentaries on the Gallic War. Mm-hmm. So he said that the Druids um, of the Gauls, right, Gallic War, mm-hmm. um, that they built effigies out of sticks and put living men inside them and mm-hmm. set them on fire to pay tribute to the gods. Yep. Um, and, and said that those men who were chosen were usually criminals or slaves. But modern historians have not been able to verify this account. Hmm, okay. So, so it's been questioned as to whether or not any of that is actually true, or whether, as 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 victors have been known to do, <laughs> they have just been making horrible accusations to the people they conquered or the people yeah. they fought. Right, their yes, enemies. Yes. Sure. So, so anyway, so he's he's on fire, and then we just cut to the setting sun. I love that. Well, no, it's the wicker man's head, and it falls, and then it reveals the setting. Oh, sun. that's right, it reveals the setting that's sun. A yeah, great. Yeah, final shot. Oh my goodness, I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's such a good final shot. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, and they're singing and dancing, and they're having a great. Yeah, time. they're singing while he while he um burns. Yeah. It's it's fantastic. I, I wish we could know a year later if their crops came back. You know, we want to know. Um. These are so, pressing questions that we want to know. So uh, the screenwriter, Anthony Schaefer, wrote a 30-page strip tr- script treatment for the sequel, a direct sequel for this oh, movie. This is the one you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it was called The Loathsome Lampton Worm. That's a That didn't get made because of that title. And <laughs> it, it begins immediately no after – well, I mean – well, yeah, it's yeah, yeah, the loathsome yeah. Lambton worm. Yeah, there'd be no chance an executive or a studio would ever greenlight that title. The Wicker Man Two. There you go, Wicker Man Two. <laughs> Wicker Thank Man you. Two. Yeah. Um. So, it's it starts right after the ending of this movie, and it has Sergeant Howie being rescued from the Wicker Man by a bunch of police officers from the mainland. Oh, they show up. That's and pretty then good timing, he's trying to bring Lord Summerisle and and his followers to justice. Okay. Um, but he becomes uh, he gets into a bunch of challenges that pit the old gods against his his Christian faith. Hmm. So this is great. 
So what, what I found said, the script culminates in a climactic battle between Howie and a fire-breathing dragon, the titled Blampton Worm. Okay. And ends with a suicidal Howie plunging to his death from a cliff while tied to two large eagles. <laughs> okay. Um, the good thing they didn't make the movie. Okay. Yeah, I, it sounds, yeah. I don't we, know. We, it sounds little... utterly insane. Yeah, it's, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it insane, but it's definitely out there. I don't think that I think that's a little much. So let's just enjoy the movie that we have. <clears throat> How about that? Yeah, right? Enjoy what we've got. Absolutely. Yeah. I um, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. I think it's spooky. I think it's like sinister. It's, you know, well, and it is like we were saying, it's it's that 70s, like mm -hmm. this sort of free era, these this free love. Um yeah. You know, very sort of hippie kind of and he is, people versus he couldn't, he couldn't the older, be more, yeah, more staid, um, straight laced Christian. Right. People. You know, not only not only is he you know set in his religious ways, but he he's just I mean he's he's just like so by the book when it comes to like being yeah. a cop. I mean he is he is just all business. I mean I can't imagine that guy how he has fun in his personal life when he was alive. <laughs> um, you know, you can't really, I mean, he's, he's like, it's this perfect, like, you know, juxtaposition of each other where, yeah, yeah these people are just, you know, like, I, I'd like to live there. Let's just hang out. Let's have parades in May Day. Let's just like do whatever the hell we want. Let's have sex in public. I don't care. And this guy is like, nope, you can't do that. And you're breaking the law and you're doing this and you're doing that. Right. And he, you, then you realize he was just being set up. And again, he is the fool because he was being right. set up this entire time to be an idiot and like he he was he, again he was so jacked up on his own you know uh, you know job title or whatever he thought was so important in his life high to do this. on his own supply high on his horse he could not you know see what was going on and you know next thing he knows he is dead um yeah yeah so it's an unfortunate ending for him but um any movie that involves a sacrifice i'm i'm in Let's, you're let's, you're in. Let's I, that's actually the reason I don't like the idea of the direct sequel because I think he dies. I don't think yeah. he gets saved. No, I wouldn't think so either. That, that's that's way too. I mean, that would just be like it'd be cheesy almost, you know? Like, yeah, like, hey, yeah. No, the cops he have dies. Come to save the day, right? Give me. A it's break. not a horror if he doesn't die. <laughs> right. right. Um. But no. So the, the thing I was going to talk about with the newer version with Nick Cage is that mm -hmm. – so in the newer version, it's all women. Okay. Which I think is interesting because I feel like that turns it into a bit more of a – pat you know, well, it – like I'm like I'm telling you guys something you've never heard or thought of. It's all women and it's a man who comes to the island and does all this stuff. And mm -hmm. it's patriarchal and matriarchal right. and the clash between those, which I thought was I, I thought was an interesting way to update it. Um, although I do think this is a much better movie. The original is far I, better. I just I have um, no, I just, I have no, I have no interest in watching the sequel. Really, I just, don't. I haven't seen uh, not a sequel, the remake. You mean? Sorry, remake. remake yeah, sorry. I haven't I seen care. the remake in a really long time, but I remember it being kind of hokey. Yeah, I, I oh, it, it was, it was trashed. It was trashed pretty bad. Yeah, I remember it being hokey. Um, you know what? There's just this movie just has this like it has that feel. You know what I'm saying? Like it is clearly made. You know, it's this like you know British English, whatever you Scott, really whatever you want to call it like feel to it. I mean, they, they, they shot it all there. It has that vibe to it. 
there's just like something about this movie that's just really interesting to me. It's, it's very different. And there aren't a lot of movies like this. There just aren't. No, it, no. it, it is. It is very on its own. Well, think and that's about, what I love about it. Think about is there any violence or or right. gore it, like like exactly. the writer wanted to be until exactly. the Wicker Man? There's none. Yeah. No, there really isn't. Nothing, no, hap- nothing happens. No. Nobody gets hurt. Nope. Nobody gets killed until right. the end. You know, they, <clears throat> there's a movie, um, Cannibal Holocaust, which is really good, and then The Green Inferno by Eli Roth, which is about – they're both about cannibals like living like a rainforest. And it's like that, you know, stereotypical offensive kind of thing like, oh, oh anyone that lives abandoned in a rainforest must be a cannibal pygmy or right, something, right? right? And this is kind of that same – weird thing where it's like these people that live in these remote villages in these scottish and british islands must be these pagan worshipers that sacrifice people like right clearly clearly that's not real but you know it's it's so interesting because you know there's so much history of that kind of lifestyle in those in that part of the world and it's so Mm -hmm. cool to see some of that Mm -hmm. and to think if it were real and my imagination like runs away with me and i'm like you know i i would totally live there I would totally live there. <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, love I think I believe that how much actual human sacrifice was done by those earlier pagans. We in, don't know. In England and, and Ireland and Scotland and the surrounds. Um, I believe that is. Yeah. Nobody knows if they actually did that or not. For That's sure. The I thing, don't think, you know, with with, you know, so much Druid and pagan stuff, you know, um, they didn't keep like detailed documents and notes. We don't know a ton. Of well, stuff. in Ireland, at least to some extent, they did, and and some places did. Yeah. They were they were destroyed when Christians came and well, and that's right, and turned and that's Christian. Why, that's why I say Halloween needs to remain pure. It cannot be ruined by any other religion who wants to take it over. But that's another that's a story for another day. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, this movie's fantastic. I, I there really it really is very original. I, I really can't think of anything. Okay, yeah. I'll bring this up. The only thing, okay, I take that back a little bit. The only thing it possibly reminds me of, that it does remind me of, is I know you love it. Is is Midsummer? Midsummer. Right? It ha- I mean, well, it I mean, obviously, obviously, <clears throat> when they were writing Midsummer, they were like thinking of this movie. They have. They have to be. It, like, it, yeah. There's. It, there's obviously. no way. There is no way that he wasn't thinking of this movie. No, there's. It has to be um, a, a huge Ari inspiration Aster. for it. Yeah. yeah, there's no way that he wasn't thinking of this movie. There's obviously different things happening. His 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 stories are so complex, almost almost unnecessarily too complex, quite frankly. But um, <sighs> oh, how but dare yes. you? But yes, well, I mean, it's a good movie. I like it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not cutting down on him at all. I, I like his movies. They're they're very good. Um, but yeah, that that's the only thing I can think of that reminds me. There's nothing else that reminds me of this. Um, it's it's very rich. Yeah. It's very pure. Yeah. Um, I agree. It has a great cast. It's, yeah. It's it's great. It's really hard to make a a true horror movie that doesn't have gore throughout it, or some sort of violence, or some sort of people dying, you know or something. That first shot when they climb over the hill and he sees the Wicker Man. I mean, the terror in him. Yeah, we don't need some masked maniac. We don't need, you know, some monster. That that's mm-hmm. that's terror. Mm-hmm. You're about to get burned alive, dude. Like that's what what's scarier than that, right? Well, and like even even it's not scary specifically, but like if you think about Willow's song, song and dance where she's like trying right. to call him to her, like right, right. That is 
although it is sensual and sexy, it is she's a siren. It, yeah, it is also it is also a little bit a little bit scary because it's yeah. she could she could compel you. Could you imagine? There's yeah, I mean, a imagine, power yeah. there that that is him, kind of frightening. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with that. that. That's a good point. To be able to get that emotion and get that rise and that you know, yeah, out of a person that's pretty mm-hmm. crazy, isn't it? Yeah, I just, um, yeah, it's it's great. It really is very good. And, and the and hand of glory is like a small oh. thing, but it but it's uh. enough. Yeah, it's yeah. enough that <laughs> it's just, really yeah. creepy. It's just so yeah. It's just this 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 mysterious place somewhere in the middle of you know you know the England or Scotland, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's so Scotland it's so interesting. It's, supposed to be in. it's it's so interesting to just kind of. I think it's supposed setting. to be in the Hebrides. Well, the, Hebr- the Hebrides. The Hebrides. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's super cool. That I think that you know that I think the um the setting for it is that just works so well. So yeah, oh, I think I think if it I think so if it had been somewhere else, you know, if they had like been in you know. I don't know the desert of Arizona. I I I wouldn't have like had the same feeling about this as I would the way no. they, they did it there. Yeah. No. You know? Right. No, it had so. to be in a. It it basically had to be on an island so that he could yeah. be trapped there. Of course, of course, of course. Right. Like so. Yeah. Do we do we want to mention? Um, there is a really cool. Sadly, I haven't finished it yet. There is an excellent. Folk horror documentary on Shudder. Oh yes, I finished it. It's so okay, what is good. It? What is um, it called? Dark of or wood, oh god, wood, now wood, you're wood, gonna wood, Woodland's dark, dark and let's 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 find it. Oh no, Woodland's dark and no, something creepy you. or something like that. Yeah. It's the, the so good, you guys. Long. It's on Shudder. It's about while he's looking for the name. It's on Woodland's it's a weird... dark and dazed bewitched. Oh, there we go. Woodland's dark history, and dazed bewitched. A history of folk horror. Um, it is it's, so good, you all. So I really like – it's like four hours, but that that's the kind of stuff that I truly, really love is watching these documentaries about these movies. Yeah. I don't care if it's 763 hours. I would sit in front of my TV until my eyes melted to watch this See, stuff. and I am not normally a watching the documentary about it person. Oh, God, I like I to watch it. the movie. Um, oh, I I so don't good. always watch the documentaries, but this documentary was so smart and so interesting. So here's the thing: and I have covered found, so much. Oh, it was so I good. Have, I have found very mixed reviews on this. I think a lot of people I read thought it was like incredibly long and mm-hmm. you know bunch of bunch of windbags going on and on and on. Some people, I, I feel like it was a fifty fifty split from what I read. But anyway, I'm about eighty percent done. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Sadly, I have not seen a lot of these movies, which I hate to admit. Um, but there will be more to watch for sure coming up now. I kind of yeah. My husband and I were ones. talking about we got to watch yeah. the documentary again so that we can make yes. the list. But there is a list online. Oh, you can. Yeah, I'm sure of all the movies yeah. that they mentioned. I was kind of jotting. I was kind of jotting down notes as I was going. Um, yeah, I mean, so like again, it's that whole like it. It really is this, you know. Um, British kind of thing really is all where all this stuff happens, right? Um, where all these settings are, and just mm-hmm. it's, it's so interesting. Um, and so many spooky, yeah. Places but they to, even like, talked about how these. not they talk about maybe you haven't gotten there yet, but they talk about how you know it sort of was more of a British style of, of right. horror, but that they talk about other places where they've done them too. They talk about yeah. other countries yeah, that have done that. stuff like this as well, sure, and how, how folk horror looks in different parts of the world it's yeah it's really interesting 
I think it's just it's just 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 default though to when you think of a, like a folk movie, you you think of you think of you know somewhere in the British Isles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's just what comes to you. So seriously, it's it's worth at risk of sounding <laughs> like an ad. Good. It's worth getting Shutter for just a month to watch the documentary. It's so Shutter's good. Shutter's great. Shutter's great anyway. But now yes, there's a documentary, and I'll give everyone a heads up on this one too because I just found out about it. There is now also a documentary on the Alien movie on Alien. I have heard about this. Okay, yes. Yeah, yeah I thank you for reminding me. Okay, So yeah. these may be getting Ooh. me into watching documentaries about horror movies because I'm, I'm like, you. Alien, yes, I will so, watch that. And you all out there need to watch In Search of Darkness, part one mm-hmm, and part two. Mm-hmm. They're both like four and a half hour. And I think they're hour. making part three. Yes, they are. And they're both like four and a half hour documentaries on 80s horror films. Oh, Lord. I mean, if you like this stuff, this is like your dream come true. I've watched them both. They're they're incredible. They're all just so many interviews with actors Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. directors. And just oh, it's it's just like it's the best. It's the best. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Woodlands Dark and whatever else we said. Yeah, that's Woodlands. Wow. I forgot again, too. Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched. Days Bewitched. There we go. I was like, wow, wait, it it. went out of my head. Yes. So, yes. And then. So that's where I, there's a place um, in England in Western called Dartmoor. It's a national park, too. But it's got a ton. A Whittacombe in the Moor is this town. And oh. it's this crazy haunted town. And it's old thatched roof houses. And it's it's like stepping back in time. And it's haunted. And it's scary. And it's spooky. And it's quiet. And it's peaceful. And I'd like to live there, quite frankly. Um, but when I think of those movies, I think of places like that. And yeah, it, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. cool to watch some of that stuff. So, um, yes. Definitely watch it. Um, and um, yeah, love it. Wicker Man, got to watch it. Got to watch it for sure. If you if you gotta guys watch haven't it. watched it before you've, before you know you've listened to this episode, watch definitely watch Wicker Man. Because it's really good and you should watch it's it again. so good. Yes. Um, so next up, The Host, the Korean film. Oh, I'm okay. very excited because I think you have not seen it, right, Matt? I have not seen this movie. I'm so excited for you to see it. Um, I'm so excited. It's by the same guy who did um, Parasite more okay. recently. So this is an older one of his. It's really cool. Um, yeah, so that's our next That's our next episode, everyone. And um, I'm going to do our, our shilling for a moment. Please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us. Um, rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening so more people can find us. And don't forget to send us your movie suggestions and thoughts on the movies you've, we've watched so far at the scary movie project at gmail.com and you can follow us on facebook and instagram at the scary movie project peace out have a wonderful day the scary movie project podcast is produced by tara garwood and matt lulich learn more at the scary movie welcome to the all 80s movies podcast i'm bill And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. 
It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.